where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you are doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about how men and women fight, argue, debate, come to conclusions differently. Now, since most men, not all, there's the mangina types, the oversensitive types that we've bred the last 60 years, the large majority of men tend to see things through the prism of logic, reason. Most men are grounded in those things and take pride in controlling their emotions. Now, yes, I know there's some women that are chortling right now, but as a whole, men do this. And so when men see some sort of wrongdoing or grievance or some inconsistency, their kind of default is going to be Let's use logic and reason to figure it out. So, for example, let's say you and your wife get in a fight or a heated argument about something. Or your ex. So let's say, let's just use the example of the stepfather effect. Because I think the stepfather effect is important for any of you who have children that are not being raised by you. So the stepfather effect, there was an Australian study that came out maybe 10 years ago about that kids that are not raised by their biological father, in other words, are raised by their mother and the stepfather or whatever men are rotating through her life, have up to a 40 times more likely chance to be physically and sexually abused, 50 times more likely to be murdered, 15 times more likely to suffer an, an accidental death, like a drowning in a pool, falling down the stairs. We don't really want to have... We really don't have the time to discuss why these things are. Let's keep this focused. So let's say you, your ex has moved on. And look, you can apply this to a lot of different arguments and shit tests that happen in a, in a relationship. But let's say you are concerned about your child because now your child's being raised by another man, let's say by stepmom, stepdad. And, or, you know, that she's just, they're not even married, they're just shacked up. And so you can bring up the stats. Let's say you meet up with Debbie, the baby mama. Debbie, I want to bring up this this study, these statistics about our child having a much higher chance of being abused and hurt. Now, men will typically present like a debate, like they were in debate, like NHS debate or something like that. Here are my points. Here's my introduction. Here are my 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 most salient points. Here are my cogent points. Da 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 da, and then they're finished, and then they think, unless they're red pill and understand how women think, they think, okay, my argument was concise, trenchant, and persuasive, and she's gonna be like, you know what, Bob, you're right. Everything you say is right. If I love my child, I will not marry a man until all my children are eighteen. Good argument. And the man will be like, thank you. And that's it. See, this, this is how men think, because men argue, 
with logic and reason. They don't understand. That's not how women see things. Women don't use logic and reason. And this is why truly men are from Mars, women are from Venus, because we are, you know, anatomically essentially the same creatures. But our brains are different. We complement each other in an ideal kind of Garden of Eden world, or even a world that existed prior to second wave feminism. So even going back to the 50s when we had traditional gender norms. Now we live in a world where everything is topsy-turvy. Men are becoming feminized. Women are becoming masculinized. Certainly culture is not supportive of marriage, especially traditional marriage, but marriage in general. And you can see that borne out in the statistics of illegitimacy and divorce. And yeah, divorce rates have dropped because cohabitation rates have gone up. But in general, nobody can say that marriage is in the best situation it's been since the institution of it, time immemorial. So the man will bring up these stats. And so the, the problem with the man, with Bob... Bob thinks that Debbie's going to see things through the prism of logic and reason. Wrong. Women see things through the, the, the prism of solipsism, emotion, and reactivity. Actually, I think the word would be reactiveness. This isn't chemistry class. And this is where the impasse exists. So he brings these up. And of course, she's not going to be like, you know what? You're right. I'm not going to date till the, age of, till the kids are 18 because weak child doesn't exist. Most women who have suitors or a you know, modicum of sexual attraction, SMV, are not going to be like, you know what? I'm going to waste my last fertile years not dating. Because remember, women are wired for provisioning, security, hypergamy, all these things. They're not going to do that. So yeah, of course they have cognitive cognitive dissonance. You know, they initiate the divorce seventy to ninety percent of the time, but in their mind, because of solipsism, they think they're doing what's best for the children. Even though you're going to bring up statistics that say that actually what you're doing is not. So when you bring up these statistics, she's not going to respond well. She's going to respond with anger. She's going to be defensive. She might gaslight. She might shame you. And certainly she's not going to listen to you to the point where she's going to adapt and change what she's planning to do. She's still going to cohabit or date the, 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 the cavalcade of Chad, Chung's, Tyrone's, Ahmed's that are coming in her life, or she's going to marry the, the new guy. Even though statistically that's not best for the kids. Stats don't make a difference. You know what they say, that all of a sudden you can't, reason with irrational people. And I'm not saying all women are rational, but that's just a saying, you know, you can't reason with irrational people. So with pris with with solipsism, you you can you can say objective truths. And there are objective truths in life, right? Natural law. We have objective truths. Murder is always wrong. Yes. Killing is not always wrong because it's self-defense, but murder is always wrong. There's objective truths. So the objective truth of whatever stat you say about the stepfather effect comes into that prism in her mind, and then the prism scatters it, like the lights get refracted off a prism, into her actual mind for the processing, and then she doesn't hear it as logic and truth. And so the men are shocked when women respond with emotion, and typically negative emotion, and shaming, and maybe crying or raging or whatever. They just like, but these are, this is stat, that this is objective truth. These are stats. These are empirical. I'm using logic and reason. I don't understand why you're upset because you don't understand women because women don't think that way. 
Then she'll respond. Then you respond by getting angry because you she's not listening to your logic and reason. Then you get flabbergasted and upset. But, but these are the stats. This is bad for her kids. How can you still do it? And it's and I'm not bringing up this case because the guy really wants the woman to come back. She's like, but but this increases our chances of our child being hurt. How why, why would you still want to do this? It's hypergamy. It's like gravity. Can't fight it. Can't can't argue with it. It's hypergamy. The hypergamy trumps the truth here. So yes, objectively speaking, the best thing for her to do would be go wigtow and not date anybody until the kids are 18. But hypergamy supersedes truth. And you might say, well, Gregory, you know, we're wired for for breeding with the youngest, most fertile, beautiful woman, right? But men will kind of suck that in and stay with their post-wall menopausal 52-year-old wife, right? So why can't women do the same? Like a lot of women stay in marriages where they don't respect the man because the man's not providing or the man is ugly or the man is fill in the blank. So, I mean, there are women who suck it up. And again, I think I think a large majority of married couples who've been married at least 10, 15 years are unhappy. And a lot of this is just simply because, and this is a separate topic, but we're in such an instant gratification world that no one has that old biblical and sacramental view of marriage that we used to have like marriages for life and there's going to be bad months even bad years but you plow through it because you made a vow in front of god that you would stay with this person forever and that worked when we didn't have no fault divorce that worked when we lived in a christian milieu where there was such a major stigma of divorce and there was no financial payout because the powers that be at the time understood that if we put in incentives for divorce, it's going to lead to more divorces, which is going to hurt society in general. Now we live in a world because of welfare where you know, arguably the government wants divorce to happen because more people will be dependent on the state. Plus, you're having broken kids that are more susceptible to Frankfurt School theory at school. And they're more susceptible to making poor choices, which ultimately will lend them probably back onto welfare, which is the goal. Get people dependent on the state. Worship the state, not God. So guys, in closing, then how do you argue with women? Well, ask that to the Sphinx. Who knows? The Sphinx gives real. So I, I, like, I, I go ask the Oracle of Delphi. Uh, who knows? But just, the point is, understand how women and men think differently. And yeah, you know, you go to therapists, they'll say anytime you argue or fight with, or you want to broach a topic with them, you always say, I feel that dot, 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 you know, I feel I, and then you respond, I, I hear what you're saying and I feel dot, dot, dot. You know, we know all this, that, that, that basic stuff. You should always communicate and fight with respect. And I think that's important because you are going to have disagreements. Any of you 22 year olds and think, oh, we're going to never fight because neither of us is ever going to change. <laughs> So understand, you're going to have disagreements. So it's how you broach those disagreements that's the key. Do you fight or disagree with respect to each other? And you never let your voices raise. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal recently that said that those who scream in arguments, it's because they lack confidence. That's one of the reasons why they have to 
raise. And we know this about debate in general. Like anytime people resort to name calling or ad hominem attacks about you, you know, they, they know, you know, you've won the argument because they have no logical retort. So you see, you see this like, for, and I've brought this up many times, right? You didn't like Obama's policies as a president because let's say you're a conservative and you bring them up to somebody who is a supporter of Obama. They can't retort to that. So what are they going to do? You're a racist. No, I'm not a racist. I just didn't like his policies. The same thing I didn't like about Clinton's policies. You're a racist, right? Fill in the blank, social cause. You can present cogent arguments as to why it's bad for society. You're a homophobe. You're a racist. You're a sexist. You're a blah, blah, blah. So anytime you get these shame tactics, you just know, I guess, on one level, take pleasure in the fact that you've won the argument. But this is the world we live in now with the super woke stormtroopers out there, the cancel culture that can destroy anybody's life at any time. We're not in a good place in America. But particularly with your relationship, just bring it up with charity, kindness, love, and hope that she does the same. And good, good relationships can bear out the fights. Now, bad relationships, and you know this, bad relationships, if you feel like you did nothing wrong, most husbands have to master the art of giving sincere apologies and placating the angry, self-righteous, solipsistic woman, even though they don't really believe they did anything wrong. How many men <laughs> can relate to that? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. shouldn't have done that. And you don't really feel it. You don't really mean it, but you know you have to do it to maintain a peace. That in itself is a failing of a shit test. But that's what most men do because most men desire what? Tranquility, peace in their house, the house that they're paying for in the majority of cases. So men will just suck it up and apologize. And that's how most men handle fights. And how do most women handle fights? You know, they'll weaponize the fight and then they'll, they'll, they'll dangle the stick. Oh, yeah, you were not agreeing of this? Oh, you're not holding me tonight. Oh, we're not having sex tonight. Oh, you're sleeping on the couch tonight. So it's very perilous and it's very difficult to have a marriage where there's mutual respect and affection toward each other, where there can be good communication, where you guys can disagree but ultimately still love and respect each other. And I would tell you the best way to have that is having adhering to traditional gender norms. But it's hard to find a woman who will agree to that and it's hard to find men that will live up to their side of the traditional gender norms as well. But that's what you need to do if you really want to marry, which is very perilous today for most men. You very have to vet the woman to find a woman who's going to agree to that. A woman who is docile and kind and respectful. You know, I would never marry a woman that demonstrates rage tactics. I mean, how foolish are you? Oh, but when you get married, she's going to rage less. Really? <laughs> Come on. Wake up. Otherwise. Vaya con Dios. Guys, next time you're in a relationship with a woman or your your mom or your sister, just understand men and women think differently and understand the concept of solipsism. Guys, if you appreciate my content, there's a couple of things you can do. One thing is you can make a donation to the PayPal link that's found in the episode notes because I don't make any money off this podcast. It's a work of charity. And it would help to fray the cost of hosting this on the server. So donate $5, $10 if you can, one time or yearly. Also, there's a link to Naturopathic Earth, the website. You can check out all the articles and all the podcasts that we have over there. Lastly, right now, subscribe to The Awakened Man and post an honest review if you have an Apple product because it helps send the algorithm out so other like-minded men and women can hear this. And also subscribe 
and post an honest review for my two other feeds, The Female Holistic Health Apothecary and Confessions of an Obese Child. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.